Cowboys turned their clocks back to 2020 this past Sunday in their 30-16 loss to the 4-4 Denver Broncos. I will discuss what went wrong in this loss, a budding defensive star, and what the Cowboys need to do to beat the Falcons next on The Wrap Up. The Cowboys did not show up on the field on Sunday. In fact, it took them four, nearly four whole quarters to show up on the field. Dak Prescott had arguably the worst game of his career. He was 19 for 39, which is a second lowest completion percentage in his career at 48.7%, the lowest since his rookie year. He had 232 passing yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. The leading rusher was Ezekiel Elliott. He had 10 carries for 51 yards. Dalton Schultz, leading receiver, four receptions, 54 yards. And their two scores came from Malik Turner, a special teams guy that got time because they were down 30 to nothing nearly for the entire game. It was 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, before the Cowboys put anything on the board. If something could have gone wrong on Sunday for the Cowboys, it did. In fact, the Cowboys' defense was absolutely atrocious against the run. They gave up 111 yards to Javante Williams, the rookie running back out of North Carolina. A total of 190 yards the Broncos ran on the Cowboys and two rushing touchdowns. The defense overall struggled. It didn't look like they showed up on the field. And after the game, C.D. Lamb was asked about how practice had gone over the past two weeks. And he said that the team really wasn't playing all that hard over the past couple weeks in practice. That's a big issue in my eyes. But this week, the defensive captain, J. Ron Kirst, said that guys are back competing in practice. So hopefully things look better as we move to this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Well, there was one thing that did work on Sunday, and that was linebacker Micah Parsons. He had 10 tackles, two and a half sacks, and three tackles for loss. He was really the only guy on the defense other than Leighton Van Der Esch, who had 12 tackles, that showed up. In fact, he was by far the best defensive player for the Cowboys, and he has joined Junior Seau, a Hall of Fame linebacker from the then-San Diego Chargers, as one of two players with back-to-back games of 10 or more tackles and three or more tackles for loss. He is one of four Cowboys now to record at least three sacks in his rookie year. The other three, Victor Butler, Anthony Spencer, and future Hall of Fame linebacker Demarcus Ware. And he's the first guy in team history in their rookie year to have five sacks. And we're just over halfway into this season. Man, what a start for Micah Parsons. He's the first player in NFL history in their first eight games to have 50 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and five sacks. Every time this guy sets foot on the field, it just seems like, man, the Cowboys made the right pick at 12. And I'll be honest with you, if you go back and listen to my linebacker coverage, I did not have Micah Parsons graded as the number one player. It wasn't because of skill. It was because of an allegation at Penn State. In fact, in that podcast, I said that he is the most skilled linebacker in this class, but I just had some issues with that allegation Turns out they were false, as many of them are, and Parsons has been an absolute monster for the Dallas Cowboys, and we are going to need him this Sunday because 
the Cowboys, or if you want to call them the Calf Boys, have really been struggling with their calf injuries this year. Randy Gregory is expected to miss at least two games with a calf injury, similar to Dak Prescott's. The Cowboys play four football games in 18 days, so he's very likely going to miss all of those games. So who is going to step up at defensive end? Well, there's Dorrance Armstrong, who just came off the IR a couple of weeks ago. He's going to be able to step up in a big way, the fourth-round pick from Kansas. And there is Terrell Basham, who the Cowboys signed from the Jets this past offseason. And, of course, I think a guy that's going to have to step in there this Sunday is linebacker Micah Parsons. He played defensive end for a couple weeks when D-Law went out. And he played pretty darn well. And I think he'll do pretty well this week against Matt Ryan. Micah Parsons has been called on multiple times, but he has been able to live up to it. And I think a big reason that he's able to succeed as well as he is is because of defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. The beginning of this year, we didn't know what this defense was going to look like. They were the worst, one of the worst in NFL history last year. And this year, they've made a big turnaround. I said for the longest time, the Cowboys have the number one offense in the NFL. All they need is a middle-of-the-pack defense to truly make a Super Bowl push. And I think right at the moment, they do have that. They have some weaknesses in the secondary. Trayvon Diggs likes to bite on the double move. But if he can fix that, I mean, the Cowboys have a really good shot to be contenders this year, even with Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the L.A. Rams. Now, I want to go back to Dan Quinn. There's an interesting stat out there. He is the first defensive coordinator that is going to face his previous team after taking them to the Super Bowl in NFL history. That's talking not just the year after because he took them to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's any time that a defensive coordinator has faced his former team that he was the head coach and took them to the Super Bowl ever. So I think these guys are going to play hard for Dan Quinn because they want him to get that satisfaction of beating the Atlanta Falcons. So let's go back and take a look at that game last year. The Cowboys walked it off on a Greg Zerline kick. They won 40-39, to a huge comeback, 15 points in five minutes for the Dallas Cowboys to win that football game. So let's take a listen to the thing that really turned the tide for that game. You guys know what I'm talking about. That is Greg Zerline's watermelon kick. So here we go. Dallas needs this without timeouts. Zerline, little squibber. It's got to go 10 yards, and it's close. Zerline may have come through. Who's got it? The Cowboys have it. Do you believe that? You don't have to wait for it to go 10 yards. You can attack it right there. Somebody could have came in and got it. You're just watching it go. Alameda Zacchaeus could have just covered the ball up. And now you've got all the Dallas players. They're right at 10 yards. As soon as that crosses that white line, look at them all standing there. They're just waiting for it to become a live ball. That is unbelievable. 143 to go. No timeouts. Second and 10. It's a four-man rush for Prescott. Near side wide open is Lamb. No one's near him. C.D. Lamb down to the 30. They're in field goal range already. You got a stumble in coverage. You see right there, they're letting the plays. They're working down the field. Greg Zerline from 46 to win it for Dallas. 
Hold is down. Kick is up. And it is good! Somehow, someway, the Cowboys have won it! To this day, I still don't know how the Falcons' special teams didn't know that you can just fall on the ball and not wait for it to go 10 yards, but they still did. I'm not going to complain. That was one of our few wins last year. The unfortunate thing for the Cowboys is there might not be any watermelon kicking this week because Greg Zerline was added to the COVID list on Tuesday and will be out this Sunday. In his place, the Cowboys signed Liram Hairalahu a former L.A. Ram that played in the CFL, made 239 kicks in the CFL, and in his tryout, he was 12 for 12. The Cowboys also brought in Brett Maher for a tryout, and thankfully they did not sign him because, as Cowboys fans know all too well, if it were to come down to a 30-yarder to win it, he would miss it, but if it came to a 63-yarder to win it, he would hit it. And on the offensive side of the ball, there is another player out. I mentioned it earlier. Tyron Smith will not be playing in this game. The last time the Cowboys played against the Falcons without Tyron Smith, Cowboys fans, you know what I'm about to say, the left tackle was Chaz Green. Chaz Green gave up seven sacks in that game. Seven sacks. Six of those coming to Adrian Claiborne. The Cowboys lost that game 27 to seven. So this is going to move me to my first key to victory. And that is one that I said last week, you got to protect whoever is under center. In this case, it's going to be Dak Prescott. You must protect Dak Prescott. Prescott was in his second year as an NFL quarterback. So he is more experienced now, but that doesn't change the fact that he needs protection. He's nursing that calf injury that he had a couple weeks ago, and of course there's still a little bit about that ankle lingering, at least in his mind, so he has that mental block. This offensive line is going to need to step up and protect Dak Prescott so he doesn't get hit. The second key to victory is going to be find your rhythm again. The Cowboys spent all of that Denver game trying to find a rhythm, and they couldn't find it. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson, they were all dropping passes. Dak Prescott was overthrowing these guys by five to seven yards as well. If the Cowboys want to win this game, which I believe is a pivotal game for this team this season, we're going into the ninth game of the year for the Cowboys. They need to make that push for the playoffs now, and they have a lot of injuries to overcome, but so do other teams. So the Cowboys have to find that rhythm to keep moving on so that they can move ahead in the NFC playoff push. And the final key to victory is to shut down Cordero Patterson. This is one of those versatile players like a Taysom Hill that can line up pretty much anywhere on the field and he'll make you pay for it. Cordero Patterson, he returns kicks, he runs the ball, he catches the ball. In fact, he's been the Falcons' leading receiver over the past couple weeks. He led the team in receptions and yards last week with six receptions for 126 yards. He had nine carries for 10 yards, which isn't a ton, but the Falcons overall only had 34 yards on the ground. If the Cowboys want to win this game, they have to prove that the Broncos did not give other teams a blueprint to beat them, which is just run the ball 
up the middle every single play. The Cowboys' run defense is going to need to step up. It's played extremely well all year, except for last week. If the Cowboys want to win this game, they need to hold the Falcons to under 100 yards, and they need to shut down Cordero Patterson. I want to thank you all for listening. If you do not already subscribe to this podcast, make sure to do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Wrap Up. I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap Up.